Well, welcome again, everybody, to uh, this uh, latest edition of uh, Faith Greater Than Fear. And my name's Mike Schrage, and I'm here in Joplin, Missouri. You know, that's an important thing to say these days, because you never know on Zoom calls where somebody's going to be landing. But today, we have a really great uh, and honored guest with us, and his name is Randy Kaiser. Randy, welcome. Thank you. So we have been in this series of episodes, Randy, just looking at people who have a faith in God and looking at their station in life, whether a teacher or a student, whether it's a mom teaching her kids around the kitchen table or a business person, or in this case, someone who has a very important role as well. Why don't you tell our audience what your role is, sir? Well, I'm the Jasper County Sheriff, um, so I'm in charge of the the law enforcement effort on the county level uh, here in Jasper County. And so we'll start off first, you know, this unprecedented time we're in is affecting us personally. How does that affect you and, and your family on a personal level? And then we'll go into the kind of occupational level that uh, you are involved in. On a personal level, what do you think? Well, uh, I mean, it's like everybody's dealing with these, with these same issues um, of, uh, you know, how to adjust life, day-to-day -day life, and in light of the things that are going on. Um, my six-year-old grandson called me the other day, and, and he said, uh, Papa, he says, I understand this was after the governor uh, put out his order, the stay-at-home order. He says, Papa, I understand that I can't go see my friend. I can't go stay with him. <laughs> and so I had to explain to him at six years old uh, why he can't go to his friend's house and spend the night now. Uh, that's just kind of the time that we're in, you know, it's, it's definitely a different, a different world. We have different struggles of, of, you know, trying to stay connected to each other. Uh, we're social creatures by nature. And, and, uh, so this is kind of difficult for us and, um, you know, doing the family things that we like to do, we have to kind of change those things and, and, and modify those to some degree to make sure we're all uh, doing what we're supposed to be doing. So it's definitely been an interesting time. Oh, it sure has. And you hit on the point that I really like to make mention of several times to our audience, and that is we talk and call it social distancing, and yet really it should be physical distancing, I think, because of what you just said. We're social orientated people as God has God's made us. And so we need to come up with other creative ways by phone, by writing the old fashioned way, by text messages, by Zoom, like we're doing here, to keep that social connectivity to to a, a forefront for all of us on a family level, whether it's for spouses or kids, or in your case, a grandson. So let's move right in because I really like to see the main part of our episode with you really in the unique space that you serve. And that is sheriff and in law enforcement. How has this affected you, your colleagues, and, and what advice and lessons are you learning? Well, uh, you know, it's affected our, our profession um, and this, this organization in, in uh, tremendous ways, every, every aspect of it. I have uh, 150 employees and, and across about 13 different divisions. And I think every single division has had some sort of impact uh, with regards to how we respond to calls for service, for example. Um, you know, one of the things that we do on a lot of calls for services, we have face-to-face -face contact with people, people who are victims of crime or people who are suspects of crime. We obviously face-to-face uh, uh, -face contact and close uh, contact is one of the things that we do. And so we've had to change that. Uh, we've changed the way we operate the county jail. Um, 
uh, the court system has completely changed. It's, it's uh, doing things by video in ways that's never been done before. Um, uh, you know, our, our, a lot of our functions that we do that we provide where we provide services to the public, uh, those have changed as well. So it's been quite an undertaking uh, for us over these past weeks now uh, to figure out how to do our job, still provide a good service to the community, and uh, but then at the same time keeping our employees and the community safe. So us being on the community side, how can we help you and those hundred and some employees do the best job possible? What, what tips would you say, hey, when you come in contact with one of my staff, one of our uh, folks, here's what would really be most helpful. Yeah, I mean, uh, just being patient with us and, and being attentive to the possibility that we might be doing things differently than what you expect. Uh, for example, um, if you're a, a victim of a, a crime, heaven forbid, you know, something gets stolen from you, uh, you know, or you have some, your property gets broken or broken into, uh, you know, you ordinarily you might expect a, an officer to come into your home and um, sit down and take a report from you, you know, and, and, and have an exchange of uh, some papers or something like that. Uh, really, we're trying to minimize uh, contact as much as possible, obviously, in, in, in this realm of law enforcement as we are in so many other areas. So we might actually um, do it by phone, and we might ask if we could email some forms to you that you would fill out and, and then email back to us, for example. Uh, I know that, you know, people take comfort a lot of times, especially if they've been the victim of a crime, they take comfort in an officer physically being there and uh, uh, you know, take some comfort in knowing that, that he's getting the information, uh, he's uh, you know, out trying to find whoever did this. And, and I just wanna, I guess, reassure people that we still do that, but it's just gonna look different now because you're not gonna have as much uh, close contact with uh, law enforcement officers as you might before. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're still in a situation where uh, when we, catch people uh, breaking the law and a uh, situation arises that they need to be taken into custody. We're even doing that differently. You know, we're uh, wearing gloves and we're wearing masks and we're asking the people that we take into custody if they would also wear a mask just to be on the safe side and, and those kinds of things. So, and everything looks different. I mean, it, it just, it's uh, literally every aspect of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis is, looks a lot different than what it has before. Well, and saying it looks different, we're, we're having different conversations with our kids and our grandchildren, right? And we're, uh, I know you're a great uh, man of faith as well. And so churches look different, even how we uh, do yeah. things and so forth. And so to your point, how you carry on your profession for us in the community, we need to just understand, as you said, it's going to look different. And if we'll be both patient and understand we not to need to step into probably the digital world a little bit with either texting or with emails that we're going to get with folks from your office, if we'll just do one or two of those three things. And then the masking part as well to understand we want you all to protect us, the community, but we want and know you want your staff safe as well. So we, the community, need to be reciprocating with that mask wearing also. Yeah, so yeah, true. that's awesome. Other things that you'd like to, to offer up? Uh, well, you know, as, a, as an elder with the church, um, uh, 
some things that I've noticed that I, that I do is this, you know, has forced me to do a little bit differently is uh, doing the old fashioned thing of making phone calls to people <laughs> uh, to check in on it and see how they're doing by phone call. It's not something that I've done in a long, long time uh, just because we got, you know, get out of the habit of it. you see people at church and you see them out in the community. And uh, I'm in a position where uh, at least, you know, two or three times uh, a week, I'm out in the community uh, at different functions. And so I, I get to see people all the time. And, and, and uh, now that I'm not doing that, I, I have time to, uh, you know, physically call people and, and visit with them by phone, which I, I noticed the other day when I was talking to, to some people, I, I thought to myself, that's something that I haven't done in a, in a long time, honestly, just to call somebody just for the sole intention of just visiting to see how things are going and, and, and uh, you know, what's going on. Something that we, we haven't done in a, in a really long time, or at least I haven't in a long time. One of the things I was uh, chatting with somebody the other day, is they said, Mike, what things are you learning during this unprecedented time? I said, one of the things is, is that little things make big impact. Um, that word of kindness, that action to the neighbor across the road, and that call, like you said, that maybe we just kept thinking we ought to do it, and goodness, we finally did it. We just, this time just kind of brought the whole thing to a rising head, and we just did it. Those little things do make a difference. And so, in your personal life and just life of ministry as a leader in the church, leader in the community, what other insights have you learned, either you, your wife, is saying, if our viewers were to hear a couple of takeaways also from yourself personally, what would you say? Well, you know, I guess I would, uh, I, I did a little devotion here a week or two ago and um, talked about worry and, uh, you know, all the different times in the Bible that uh, it says, you know, don't worry, don't be anxious, don't be fearful. Um, you know, so I, I find myself going through some of those verses in my head and, and uh, come around to Philippians, you know, four, uh, six and seven talks about don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And, you know, uh, um, it reminds me that um, God has the power to change uh, anything that he wants to change. And we can pray for uh, things to get better. And that certainly is within his power to do that. But, you know, he's not limited to that. He's not going to be put in a box that way. Um, uh, sometimes the, the, the answer to our prayer might look like something different uh, altogether. And it may be something that we don't even recognize in that moment. Um, but what the, and, and, you know, so, so God's promise isn't that uh, he's going to make everything all better immediately just because we request it. It's not a, a blank check formula. Um, uh, but what the promise is, is that we, uh, that our minds, our mindset, uh, our attitude towards the problem will be changed when we pray and when we give it up to God. And, and you know, later on in that verse, it talks about the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding that, that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, the, the promise there is, the message there is, is that uh, uh, our attitude towards it will be differently, will feel differently about the problem at hand when we pray. And uh, so I, you know, people come to me a lot of times and they get worried 
And when they get anxious as the sheriff, you know, that's, that's my role. And then uh, occasionally, uh, just to be honest with you, uh, sometimes I get worried and I get anxious about things. And I just have to remember that uh, to put those things to prayer, uh, give those things to God, and just understand that, uh, you know, if it's his will, uh, it's gonna, he's going to work everything out for, for our good at the end of the day. And if it's his will, those things will change. And, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, our attitude towards it's going to look a lot different when we give it up to prayer, for sure. Absolutely. So Randy Kaiser, uh, follower of Christ, uh, father, grandfather, sheriff of Jasper County, leader in a local church there. Uh, thank you uh, for just giving us a few of your valuable minutes. Thank you for your service and for all your colleagues and what you do to keep us safe and for being on the front line as well. Thank you. Thank you. And so to all of you today, we want to hopefully uh, ask you to really dig into, maybe even rewind and play again what Randy shared, particularly about that point about anxiety and about how worry can take over unless we just take everything to God in prayer, get the priorities straight once again, and understand God's got this, he's in control. So for this episode of uh, Faith Greater Than Fear, we wanna thank Randy, thank you so much. Thank you to all of you tuning in, thank you. And if you love what you hear, uh, please take a time and share it either by texting it or sharing it forward in your social media threads or whatever you can. Uh, we think it really will be a blessing to many. So until next time, thank you and have a great, great day.